Welcome to DustinsTravels.com, your home to fun, exciting travel adventures. And now your host, Dustin Saidi. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Sorry, it's been a while since we've done one. Uh, we do have, Karina has a full-time job and I've got a business. So we've been a little bit drained and I apologize for the delay in getting this one out to you. But today we're going to talk about a very unique island, um, the island of Cyprus. And this is this is something I sort of, you sort of hear about Cyprus in passing, but it's not like a main thing. I, I, you don't really hear like, oh yeah, we're going to Cyprus, like everybody's going to Cyprus as if they're going to Spain or France or something. Um, but it's a very unique island. It's situated in the Mediterranean, and it's actually quite close to um, the Middle East and Africa and Europe. It's sort of an island just right in between all three of those. It's near the coast of Turkey, Syria, and um, Lebanon, <clears throat> Israel, all right in that area. So what's so interesting about Cyprus is despite it being so close to you know Turkey and these other countries, um, it's largely a Christian nation and it's largely a European nation. It's very, very heavily influenced by the Greeks. They actually speak the Greek language there. Um, so shockingly, it didn't become like some of its neighbors. It sort of stayed independent. It's very European, very nice destination to go to. And we're going to talk about that today. Want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Um, so we went there. So Karina's sister was studying over there in the island of Cyprus. And so that's why we decided to go visit her. And we stayed there for a few days as well. Um, Biggest surprise for Cyprus for me was the food. And I was just shocked at how amazing the food was. So we actually did this as part of a trip to Cyprus and to Egypt. And I was expecting Egyptian food to be amazing. Right. Um, but I found that the Cyprus food was really, really good. Their coffees are amazing. Like just, I'm not even a big coffee drinker, but the coffees were really good. And the food was delicious. And it wasn't very expensive either. So that was a pretty cool um, thing about Cyprus. And yeah, I mean, the, if you want like legit Greek salads, which you can't find almost anywhere else, at least not in the United States, from my experience, um, they were in Cyprus. So um, yeah, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, um, I was also really pleasantly surprised. Uh, I'm vegetarian and there were a lot of vegetarian options too. Uh, from eggplant options to mushrooms and the salads. I mean, just a, a salad is filling enough, but they had so much. And the bread is delicious, too. Um, so that was a really pleasant surprise. And we'll be talking more about restaurants that we ate at. So um, Cyprus is also a very unique country in that it is split up. It's ruled by the government of Cyprus, which is you know basically backed by the government of Greece. But on the northern side, the Turkish government rules it, and they actually call it the Republic, uh, the Turkish Republic of Cyprus. They're the only one that recognizes it as its own little separate country. Um, but they invaded northern Cyprus, and they hold control over there. And do you want to talk a little bit about the history of how that happened? Sure. Um, so first of all, the capital of Cyprus, which is called Nicosia, it's right in the border between these two territories and it's actually the only capital in the world divided by two countries and 
So what happened, there was some type of like coup d'etat uh, from the Greeks and they wanted to replace the, the president with another one who was more favorable to Greek politics and stuff like that. And even annexation that maybe yeah, exactly. Cyprus would officially become part of Greece. Yeah, because Cyprus, as Justin mentioned, Cyprus is very Greek. Um, and the Turks, and first of all, back in the day, there were Greeks and Turks lived peacefully together, if you want to call that. Um, they were neighbors, and historically, there there had been Greeks and Turks living for hundreds of years in Cyprus. And when this coup d'etat happened, the Turks sent their military to make sure to ensure that the the Turkish citizens would be safe. But what ended up happening, things escalated and it became a military invasion. And within a matter of hours, the Greeks who were more on the Turkish side abandoned that whole area and went down to to the western side of the country. Right. Well, I don't think the, all of it, like the entire northern side. they. they no, that. but it was hundreds of people that abandoned, of Greeks, because they were afraid of this Turkish invasion. And they just left their homes. They left within a couple of hours because of this invasion. It, it, became, it es- escalated. And up to this day, it's divided like that. So, yeah, there's actually a town on the northern side called um, Famagusta. Yeah. And it's got like two names, Famagusta and what was that? Bar- Barosha or Barosha. something? And this was actually one of the most popular destinations, not only in Cyprus, but all of Europe. Yeah, back in the 70s, this was the, the hot place to be at. Um, huge resorts and everything. People would come here. Even celebrities would come and spend their summers here. This was back in the 70s. And it's a big town. There's a lot of people there. And once this coup d'etat happened, um, basically the Greek soldiers, or the Cyprus and the Greek soldiers came into that town and they said hey, the Turkish are about to invade here. Everybody get out. And within a matter of hours, the entire town, this huge tourist destination was evacuated. They all fled the city. Um, the Turkish and Greeks had a, and the Cyprus had a big battle there. The Turkish won. And since then, that town's been completely abandoned. Right. And um, they have not let anybody else in there. They've actually fenced off the entire area so you can't go in. Um, and we drove by it and they, there's lots of sciences don't take cameras or pictures or yeah, whatever, but we, we took so- a few, <laughs> um, but you drive by it and you just see these like big houses and, and villas and stuff near the beach and on the, in the, you know, on the land. And they're just, the trees are like inside of them. The plants are yeah, all over. It's like them, mother nature out. just took over. And it's actually really sad to think that this was such a lively place. And now it has this like eerie feeling to it. Um, really sad to know that people, these are people's houses, you know, like people still probably own these places, but in 30 years or whatever, they haven't been able to go back. They lost friends, they lost homes. And it's just a really sad, gloomy feeling when you're driving through those streets. Yeah. And it's a very sensitive topic when you go there too, right. because a lot of the gen- the older generation, they were alive when this happened. And, you know, a lot of them lived, a lot of the Greeks lived on the Northern side and, to have within, you know, a short period of time just to be told you have to leave and they got kicked out and have to go down to the southern part. It's just very touchy and uh, yeah. very touchy subject. And actually the Greeks 
um, on the Greek side, they call the Turkish side the occupied side. So it's definitely very political. Um, they don't like it when you say the Turkish side. You have to set, kind of like be sensitive to their struggle and say it's the occupied side, which is interesting because, you know, the, the things are painted a certain way, right? Black and white. But when you go and you kind of like hear more about the history, you see the both perspectives, like actually there was a coup d'etat, you know, like in, in Greek favor, So naturally, the Turkish wanted to defend their own interests. So it's not as black and white as it seems to be or as people think it is. But there's a lot of layers that go back to history. And it's really interesting to see that and understand that. But obviously, you know, politics and patriotism come in and it just divides it so black and white. Yeah, the island of Cyprus is very close to Turkey. It's actually quite far from Greece comparatively. Right. Um, so yeah, they didn't want that becoming a Greek island, little Greek base off their coast. Um, yeah, so very fascinating thing when you go there. The Turkish side, or let's call it the occupied side. Um, you know, it's Turkish is a Muslim country, so it's all Muslim. You see, you'll go from seeing churches on the Greek side and within mm-hmm. just a very short mosques. period seeing mosques and um, they even have the call to prayer um, the Muslim call to prayer um, yeah you cross the border and it's like you feel it right away you start seeing the Turkish flags um, they use the what is it the lira for their mm-hmm. currency yeah. so you can still pay in euros but it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive so they take advantage of that as well um, so yeah very you know stark difference between the greek and the turkish side okay so um let's talk about how to get into cyprus um it's an island obviously but um the best place to really fly into is larnaca airport that is on the southern side it's on the cyprus side there is an airport on the northern side too um where the turkish are occupied um you could fly in there too but i think larnaca was basically the main place that right. people flew into um, traveling between the sides is usually not a problem, but you do need your passport because it's like you're going into a different country. Right. And if you rented a car on the Cyprus side, you have to pay for extra car insurance on the Turkish side because the, the car, the companies don't cover it. If yeah, you go they, to Turkish they don't side. recognize the Turkish side doesn't recognize the insurance from the Greek side. Um, and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Um, so getting around. Highly recommend a car. Oh, yeah. It's not a th- it's not a place where you can like take buses around the island and stuff. And if you want to explore it kind of on your own feed on your own time, definitely got to rent a car. Especially so- if you want to drive into the Turkish side, um, highly consider that. I don't I don't know if they have Ubers even or Lyft or anything like that, right? Yeah, probably it, not. Yeah. They definitely don't have like a subway metro system. And my little sister who was studying abroad there said that. The bus system is actually, you know, the public transportation is not very reliant. So they'll have certain schedules, but they don't really abide by them. So the car the car rental would be probably your best option to get around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, so. So, OK, so let's talk about uh, where to visit specifically. Sure. So we spent about three to four days there, I think. Yeah. It's one of those places, again, like really all places if you have three, four days, you could see how you could easily spend two weeks there. Uh, but you minimum, you want to do at least four, probably five days, to be honest. Um, so where to stay? We we liked, and just from our research, mm-hmm. it seemed that the um, Greek side, southern Cyprus, was more, was nicer to stay. It seemed more a little touristy, more touristy, a yeah. little more happier, a little more friendly. Um, 
Yeah, even on our trips on the other side, just I don't know when you see all the military present, you see a lot of like soldiers and like yeah, it's just a little bit like. And it was a rainy day too, so that added to the gloominess. But I think um, definitely the creek side is more, more touristy friendly, more um, relaxed, more relaxed for sure. And again, the Turkish side is Muslim, so you know it's probably a little bit more conservative. Um, so the Greek side is has a lot of options, especially at night. I would say too. Yeah. Now, Cyprus isn't a huge, like, well, it can be. We went there actually in December, which is definitely not tourist season in right. Cyprus. Um, if you go there in the summertime, there'll be a lot oh, of people yes, there. It'll be very crowded. It's, I've heard it's almost like an Ibiza kind of thing. Yeah. And we sort of saw the foundation right. of why it would be like that. But two two good places. The main place really is Limassol. That's sort of the most happening uh, place. And But it's not too crazy. But again, depends when you go there. Um, another decent place was Larnaca. Larnaca was a small little town and it was really, really cozy, kind of like you're going back, you know, in history a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I got the vibe also a little bit from Limassol, but Limassol was a little more modern. Um, Larnaca is again next to the airport. Limassol is about 45 minutes to an hour away from the airport. Mm -hmm. Um, either way, those are good places to visit and explore. Um, Limassol has got some nice beaches that you could hang out at. Um, there's some other stuff nearby that you could go visit too. Um, so those are, Limassol is a good little place to spend a day, just kind of going to the beach and yeah. touring around. If you keep driving up the northern coast, um, I guess it's the west side, right? Yeah, go to the uh, west side. The west side. You will find a lot of historical places too, which is really cool and fascinating to see because Cyprus has such a long history. Um, the Greeks invaded, the Turkish invaded, the Romans invaded. So a lot of cool history um if i remember correctly there's kind of like an archaeological site do you remember what was the name of it uh, pathos yeah i think that's what it was um and it was just this old ancient city and it's really cool to see um you know what what cyprus was back in the day um there's another uh cathedral or basilica that dates back to the early Christian period when Christians were trying to convert Cyprus. And I think Cyprus was the first nation to be ruled by a Christian. So that's, you know, some of the history that you can explore as well, which is really cool. Yeah. And the, which, which Greek goddess was it that was born there? You'll see oh, statues. Oh, Aphrodite. Aphrodite was the, the Greek goddess of love. And you'll see statues dedicated to her. Um, yeah, apparently that's where she ruled or where she was born. Was yeah, that's where Cyprus. she was born, I believe. There's also... Um, Oedipus Rex uh, Cave. Do you remember what that was called? Oh, um, <clears throat> so that's on the east side. Do you want to break it up into spots? So the west side is a good day trip. That's where you go to Pathos and see some of these historical towns. Um, if you go further north, there's a like a forest and a national park that you could visit. That's really nice. Um, we weren't able to make it up there because we spent so much time taking pictures and <laughs> in um, in the oh in the. Uh, graveyard basically right yeah exactly this was so we visited a, it was a graveyard where ancient um was it christian or ancient greeks were buried i can't remember now well they were probably so very like noble people were buried there so we were like yeah. in the graveyard there um but it was like just very cool layout very cool like setup so anyway we were over there that's the west side that you could spend a day there um, if you wanted to, another day, good day trip would be to go towards sort of the center and see Mount Olympus. Now, this is not the Mount Olympus right. that where all the Greek gods were born, which 
or and ruled, which is what we thought at first, but it wasn't. But it's still like the highest point, I think, in Cyprus, and apparently has good views of Cyprus if you have a good um, non-cloudy day. Um, and then not too far from there is Nicosia, which is the capital, which again, which as Karina said, only capital in the world ruled by two different countries. Um, there's really not much else to see in Nicosia. It's not like this extravagant, beautiful town, but it's cool to kind of go through and see, um, visit that very unique place. So that's maybe another day trip there. Um, third day trip would be to Ainapa and the east side. So this part is like right on the coast of Cyprus. So you could go visit, I'm sorry, yeah, right on the coast and also near the border. So that's when you can go visit the Famagusta, Varosha city that we told you about. And it's just a short drive away from Ainapa. Ainapa is considered to have some of the best beaches, if not the best beaches in Cyprus. And that's where uh, we drove through and saw all these abandoned hotels, right? Yeah, so we were there again like December and nobody visits Cyprus in December. Right, and this is like late December as well. Um, So everyone's just with families. It's definitely not very touristy. You could... You could see that in the summer, it's the place to be. It's very happening, like just like streets and streets of these high-end hotels completely abandoned. It was kind of scary because we drove through like the Turkish side um, and actually the cops stopped us. So we were a little bit scared already. And then we drive through this abandoned hotel touristy place. It was really interesting. Yeah, we just seen Varosha, which is abandoned. Then we come to an actual like abandoned. operating <laughs> city, but it looked even more abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. We actually walked into one of the hotels. The door was open and Yeah, nobody very, was yeah, there. Yeah, no one no one was there. Um we were trying to use a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So that was really interesting. I'm pretty sure that in the summer it's popping and it's fun. Yeah. Um, and the beaches are very beautiful as well. Yeah, so and it, when you're going towards that side, uh, Ainapa, that's where we visited the cove that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. That Cyclops cave is on that side of the island. Yeah, so that's where um, Odysseus in the novel The Odyssey yeah. apparently fought against the Cyclops and threw the, the spear into his eye. Right. And so we actually went to that cove that is basically... Um, uh, told from or told by, and it was a little bit hard to find. I yeah. almost felt like we were like Odysseus trying to travel we, and find it. I but. think we took the long route to get to it. Um, so yeah, and and you could probably like Google Map it, and you'll see it there. There was one or two signs now that I remember that said um, Cyclops Cave, and so it's a cool place to take pictures, and it's definitely very beautiful because you can see um, the coast and the ocean. We were there on a rainy day. There, there was a rainbow afterwards. It was gorgeous. It was really, really nice. Yeah, so that's that's some good spots to hit up in Cyprus. Um, there's There are some other ones, too, on the northern side. Um, there's some apparently nice places, but it's, it's much less, um, I don't know, it's more desolate and isolated on the northern side than it is on the southern side. Uh, but you still could go visit there as well. Um, any other thoughts on Cyprus? You know, it's like you said at the beginning, it's not this place that people mention too much, but it's definitely worth a visit. I I honestly don't think we would have gone if my little sister wasn't studying abroad there. Um, but it's a beautiful island. It has its charms. And like you said, the food is really delicious. Uh, the drinks are great. Uh, people are really nice, too. Uh, our first night in Larnaca, was it? 
our host was amazing. She gave us uh, fresh baked bread, really good wine. Uh, it was a great start to, to the whole trip. Um, do you remember any of the restaurants that we went to? Maybe on the Lima Soul side that we can talk about. Um, yeah, well, I don't off the top of my head. The, the restaurants are, I mean, what we do is generally we go and like just Google search it. Was there Yelp there? I don't think there was Yelp there, but I think we were able to do Yelp. Maybe oh, there, there was, was Yelp. There was also a castle that we didn't get to see in Lima Sol. So we that's something we missed and if you're there, you should definitely try it. It's called the Lima Sol Castle. L- Lima Sol Castle, yeah. yeah. Um I think we went to Osia Cafe. Remember the last one that we went to was really really good. Yeah, they, it was really good Greek food. Um but and honestly oh, like uh, Avli Avlito Vasilea. Want to spell that for uh, A V L I T-O-U-V-A-S-I-L-E-A. Avlito Vasilea. And it was a really cute Greek restaurant. It had a tree in the Mm. middle of uh, the restaurant. The food was delicious. Um, It ended up being a lot of food that we took home, but it's really delicious. Um, Like I said, I'm vegetarian, and they're they're very vegetarian-friendly, too. They accommodate you. Um, So, yeah. Oh, I want to tell the story when I was going through the... <clears throat> so we traveled... When you travel on the northern side, you got to show your passport. Yeah. But uh, when we came back, I was traveling through. And, you know, again, they look at your passport. So the Turkish looked at my passport, apparently, because it was sort of hard to tell. And they'd like, okay, you can go. So I was just driving, and I didn't see anybody else stopping. So I just kept going. And then all of a sudden, I go around this corner, and this guy yells at me. Oh, was that coming coming out of the Turkish Yeah, that was side, going right? back to the Greek, Greek side. side. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this guy yells at me. He's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I stop. And then he looks at me, and they're like, yeah. why didn't you stop? And they got all mad. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. the customs guy came out and wanted to, like, ask us questions. Um, so I said, sorry. You know, I was apologetic. Sorry. Like, it was, I literally didn't see him. And he's hiding in this little shack there. And it, there's no sign. There, other places, there's no, signs, signs that says, like, hey, get your passport. There's no sign here, so I was just driving, and then they got mad at me. <laughs> but anyway, we, we got over it. We made it. And it was funny because we, we had taken pictures we, of We took Varosha. a lot of footage, and yeah. I was afraid that they would go through the phone and, like, check Look, what we were doing. Yeah, <laughs> that was scary. But uh, we made it through, and everything was fine. Yeah. Um, so just so, be careful when you're driving around. I would, that's the moral of the story, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, especially by the, yeah, by the border. Um, so that is Cyprus. Definitely highly recommend it that you head on out there. And um, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. And I hope you check out Cyprus sometime. Yeah, so we're going to put our videos and photos on YouTube and Instagram soon. We don't have them up there yet. So please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Dustin's Travels. Both of those are plural. Um, also, we got a lot of good videos on YouTube. So please do check out our YouTube channel. Um, if you go search... In YouTube, Dustin's Travels, just one word. Don't put it as two separate words. Our, our site should pop up. Or if you go to our website, dustinstravels.com, uh, we'll have links to our YouTube page there as well. Thank you again so much. Please uh, please comment in, in the podcast and give us a five-star review. If you like this, if this inspires you to travel and gets, you, gets the travel bug going in you, please do give us a good review on iTunes or whatever format you're listening to this. We do do appreciate that. Thank you so much, and we will see you in the next episode. Ciao, friends.